This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, it's so good to be back here with you virtually. How are you? What's going on? I'm great. I got my hair um, like keratined or a certain okay. kind of keratin. Sure. Um, so this I'm feeling good. This is yeah, like, this is the official, straight. this is the official coming out of quarantine for you, right? Basically, yeah. Now like, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go for like the Jewish world. Jewish phase two is quarantined. Because <laughs> Jess yeah, got well, it done too. She also got it done, yeah. You she, can't well, really, and now it's like I'm ready to leave my home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does tell you what are the things that make you feel normal again a little bit. You know, I, I said coming out of quarantine. We don't know what that even means anymore. It's not even coming out. It's It's... Right. Uh, we're half in, half out. We got a toe in the water. Um, the the craziness of the country and uh, you know goes on and on and on. But the carotine, 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 Karen, carotine, carotine. That's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's gonna feel good. No, it's great. It's funny because I had one of those moments of like, you know what, like my hair, my hair is really, really curly naturally, like 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 ringlets, like. Okay. Thick, like seriously, seriously curly, and it and it can't. And I've been straightening it for years, and it still comes back just like strong. It comes, it comes back, and it's like immediately goes into a swirl. A strong um, curl. Yeah, a strong curl. Yes. So I've been debating, like you know, maybe I should just embrace it. This is what my hair wants to be. You know, like beautiful hair yeah. in every style and then i'm just like fuck it. I like it straight. <laughs> <laughs> I threw out well, all I, the hair positivity. I got to say, every girl that I've ever dated, and this includes my current girlfriend, they'll say the same thing. They'll be like, it's so, it's curly. It is so curly. And then there'll be that moment where they'll be like, see? And I'll be like, yeah, that's. I don't think that's so curly. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like, oh. I get that people say that, but... um. Those people aren't me. You should. I'll <laughs> I'll send you a picture of me. Actually, me and Aileen, uh, Betcher's co-founder in high school, and we have like the two curliest heads of hair. We used to joke. We used to use like entire bottles of like L.A. Looks curl gel. Yeah. Just, just like, and we had like these like wet looking curly hair. See, like, I'm not into the wet curly hair look, but I do like a curly head of hair. I think that's like it, it can look good. I, I guys I just never say understand. that. Guys. Guys say that they don't mean it. <laughs> is, I like it the, both ways. I this like it is well. This is the this is why this podcast exists. We do this. Women like to tell us what we like. Uh, I have had, I have had guys say to me, "Yo, check out the chick with the curly hair." I've never had a guy go, "Ugh, that curly hair chick." Okay, gross. I think they mean like wavy hair, not like Elaine from Seinfeld. They mean I like love a Elaine nice, from Seinfeld. They Are you mean like Elaine a nice wave. <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. This is like uh, a dream woman. 
you, Julia Louis-Dreyfus wears her hair straight now. So- <laughs> I, I liked it before. I liked it now. I, I well, Listen, if Julia Louis wants to cut, or Louis, I don't even know. If Julia wants to come on this podcast and talk hair, I will listen to anything she says. We'll change the name to Julia Louis-Dreyfus' hairstyle. I I agree. (laughs) I I love everything she does. And I, I, but I I do think like there's this thing of like, guys like the change-up. It's funny they say that. The change-up. I don't, I mean, like they say that, but they also want you to look like sort of traditionally like, they like no, think of you. No, we want different. We want all the hairstyles. We want to okay. see what it looks like. I'm telling you. Well, we when I was in college, up. when I was in college, I had a boyfriend who was like, "Yeah, I like it both ways. I like it straight. Yes. I like it curly." And then my straightener broke, and within three days of my straightener breaking, I had a new one from him. <laughs> from him. <laughs> from him. That's an insulting <laughs> gift. <laughs> Like ah, uh, I that got was you when something. I, and that was when I learned that men prefer straight hair. I'm telling in reality, you, guys. It's the it's the same thing as like role play. Like now, it's like it's a it's like a type of role play. I think I I think guys like it more than women give us credit for. I could agree. I'm telling you. Well, what is going on at Betches? Anything going on before we get into the show? Um, not at this moment. Just the uh, same quality content that you continue to see on the internet. What about you? Just, What's going on with you? Were you what are you up to? Uh, no, absolutely. I'm in Connecticut this weekend. If anyone's in Connecticut, I'm doing like outdoor socially distanced shows. I'm doing wineries and breweries all up the East Coast. I didn't even know this many wineries and breweries existed. Um, but if you go to my Instagram, all the information, Connecticut, I'll be there this weekend. Two different venues. I think one is near New London and the other is near Hartford. So if you're near those areas, um, I, I got a question before we get into the show. Oh, another thing. I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm figuring out TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. Are you on it yet? I'm not on it yet. I mean, you just got on Twitter yesterday, so I, I, yeah, I think you got I'm a little behind the time. I'm very resistant to change. That's what yeah. I realized about myself. I dive right in and I embarrass myself fully. You do some funny stuff. I like the the gene talking to my genes, talking. You're like slowly <laughs> descending into madness on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> you can watch your journey into like Yes. What's that what's that book? I forgot. Whatever. Anyway. I think the talking to inanimate objects bit is good. I'm I'm starting to figure it out. But I I want everyone to follow me on TikTok. I'm um I've changed my name because I got kicked off initially. Because I posted like a picture of the oh, we talked about it on this podcast the big black dude with the big penis I oh. I did like a in memoriam to him on YouTube and I put one of the clips up and that got me taken off right away and you were like immediately ban- I mean there's probably because there's mostly like thirteen year olds on there yeah it was a mistake <laughs> from my end I wish they'd be a little bit more like they would have discussed it with me a little more like I you're like the guy I, you're like the guy in like the slingo chat room in like two thousand two. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You know what that is? It was like a game. It was like some sort of like internet game. Like in the the beginning of, you know, you'd play, you'd go on, you play and there's like a chat feature and then because you're like 12 and you're on it, you're like trolling all the people and there's probably like some guy on there who's a pedophile or something. Well, (laughs) not that I'm calling you that, but you know what I mean? The thing (laughs) I posted on TikTok, I get why they took me off, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, 
And now it sounds even worse because I've been compared to, you know, uh, a slingo uh, weirdo. <laughs> predator. <laughs> predator. But I'm on TikTok with the name Wizard of Haas. Wizard of Haas. Hey. And I'm posting shit there. I'm getting used to it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, but another social media, or not really social, people have been asking me about OnlyFans. Like I had a woman. Do you have an email about it? I we had an email that wrote in. I didn't really know what it was, so I didn't choose that one. But I've heard various people like reference it. I've seen it around the internet, and I just texted my twenty-three-year-old sister to see if it was like a young person thing. Yeah, um, I sound like a hundred years old. Um, I'm like, what is the OnlyFans? <laughs> she she's like, what was her response really- to it? She said she didn't really know what it was. She looked it up. She said it's it seems like it's an app for a stripper or something. Why? <laughs> yes. So this is not a t- young person thing. This is a you know creepy dude thing. Okay. So it's a and I'm I on thought it Wikipedia. was like the I thought it was like the the Visco you know VSCO thing. I don't know. How you- I never knew what that was. I o- I only knew what Visco, Visco women were, and it just seemed like it was the same as like a batch. Okay, just like, like a, a page to show your like hot edited pics. I feel like I that was the so. thing. I, I, and then, but I knew that like Visco girls existed. Like there was a t- certain type. Right. I thought this was that. like that kind of thing. This is not that kind of thing. So I'm okay. on Wikipedia, which is basically our Bible. And so I knew of OnlyFans because I watch porn. Okay, I'm willing to admit that here and now on the U Up podcast. But the whole idea of OnlyFans is. It's I, so like I have a Patreon. Patreon content creators can make extra content for their fans. So personally, I put out extra podcasts over my Patreon. You can pay five bucks a month. Right. This is in that in that light. What OnlyFans is, and it's big. It's a content creators can earn money from users who subscribe to their content. So it's in the vein of Patreon, but it's popular in the adult entertainment industry so you can okay. uh, give out but now they're trying to go into other areas they're trying to go into like fitness and they're they're trying to like expand they're trying to from, make it into a patreon-esque thing. i i would assume but OnlyFans started and was known as if you follow a certain porn star you can get videos that they're putting out per video or on a subscription basis. Okay. So this kind of sounds like a almost like more formalized way of like when, you know, when you could pay like, you could pay like a a hot girl on Instagram to send you Snapchats or something. It's, it's a more formalized version of that. Like, and we kind of, we had an email about that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. About her whose boyfriend was like paying for Snapchats. This is, over a platform where you can be taxed on it, I would assume, or, you know, like this is right. makes it a real legit, thing. Yeah. This is somewhat legit. Yeah. And so the message I got is that like a woman was saying that she found out her boyfriend is subscribed and paying for certain people. How would you feel if you found out that Mike was subscribed to a specific, to a specific person or people on OnlyFans and paying for videos? Well, here's my question, which I don't really know enough about the app. Like, can that person like talk to you? 
Or are they just, is it almost like they're just sending you videos like you would buy porn and then they're just like, you just get access to that thing? Or is it like personalized? Because that would, to me would sort of make so the difference. To me, it's less personalized. I would think that you're like buying from, because I, listen, I don't want to sound like I'm above it because I, right. I, I actually think like you're paying people who do porn. Like that's, that's a good thing. Like they should be paid. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think, like, uh, the idea, like, porn is free on the internet, and there are people that are doing this, like, if if that is your job, if that is your form of making money, like, you're being somewhat, like, tainted advantage of by the user. Like, this is actually, like, Direct in a way. Pay, right. It's, it's almost it's, like it's, when you when you pay, if you were to, like, pay, like, an Uber driver, like, directly for a ride somewhere else. Sure. For getting more <laughs> of a... <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 well, also, like, from from my angle as a, you know, like, and your angle as a content producer, like, you know, to me, like, the idea of getting paid as a content producer, like, For a is service, very, yeah. di- it's, it's difficult, too, like, how many, like, I'm sure you don't, you probably don't feel this with the Betches account, but, like, with my account, it's a personal account, if I see someone, like, like, 7,000 pictures, and then ask me for advice over DM and then they don't follow. I'm like, well, you got to follow. Like, this is like, right. You're, That's you're some micro form of payment. Exactly. So, so, and then if somebody asks me for advice over DM, like three different times, I'm like, Hey, I will do this over Patreon because that actually formalizes it and makes it. So my time is actually worth money. So right. like for these people who are in the, you know, if you, if there's a guy out there who is, you know, touching himself to a specific woman and he's getting value, you know, sexual value out of this, you know, and he's like, you know what? I just like this person. Like, I fantasize about this person so much that I want to be able to get their new videos whenever they put them out or when they put out videos for only their fans. Like, if that was Mike, how would you feel about that? I don't think I would like it because, again, like, I I mean, I guess it's equivalent to, like, someone really just being into this one particular person in porn, right? So they're, like, yeah. subscribing to that person in particular. I don't really like the idea of that. I prefer, like, to think of, like, I, in my ideal state of someone watching porn, it's, like, you know, various things and it's not about the person in it it's just about like the sexual you know seeing the you'd sexual act or like, something you'd rather a porn grazer than a porn like i need a turkey sandwich grazer like i'll have everything whatever's yeah. out there like right it's not then it becomes like anything that makes it like more personal which is why i asked in the beginning like are they like messaging them specifically do they know who they are or is it almost like an automated or an automa- let's say, automatic video that goes out to like a bunch of, of I'm people. not positive, but let's say for purposes of this conversation, they're just an account that they have signed up for specifically. So like okay. someone signed up for the Jordana Abraham OnlyFans account, and then every week you put out a new video with a new title for those people who have signed up for your account. Um, that doesn't bother me quite as much because I wouldn't be interacting with, I don't have any personal relationship with any of these people. They're just people who are consuming. 
But I'm saying the thing that I'm putting out there. Let's take you out of it because I I I am interested in hearing, like, and I, I I'm sorry for using Mike. I don't want Mike to get in trouble for. I don't. He's not doing. I mean, this. as far as I know, he's not doing this. But. So, but Mike, um, let's say there's a you know, let's call her, you know, you know, Miss Smith. Okay. Okay. And Mike is a huge Miss Smith fan and loves her right. porn. And he signed up for her OnlyFans for five bucks a month. And now five bucks a month every week, he gets a new video from Miss Smith. And Miss Smith is, is, and then you see the bill and you go, who's Miss Smith? And he's like, I'm just a big fan. This is kind of who I go to. Well, I mean, for I would hope I'd be dating someone smart enough to put that to put that one on his private card, not our <laughs> well, mutual, yeah, not our shared show, credit card. Going through the bills. <laughs> I'm um, paying for half. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, half of it is to get him away from you. You know, like there's like a an element of that where. But I, I'm saying like you somehow find this account, and now you know. That he has signed up for one right. woman. Like, the relationship isn't personal to Miss Smith. It is personal to Mike. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm a lunatic, right? So, like, no, I get I a little... Think you're no, I, think you're, uh, I think you're a great representation of, like, women in general, right. though. So, I get a little jealous even when he's got, like, a celebrity crush. Like, he thinks... Kate, he okay. loves Kate Beckinsale, right? Big fan, too. Yeah. So he follows Kate Beckinsale. He loves Kate Beckinsale. He like thinks she's like super hot and great. I get a little jealous about that. Really? Casually. Just slightly. Not like I would so, do anything about it, but I'll just be so like, she, oh, it's Kate Beckinsale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll give him shit. Right. Yeah. That's not um, jealousy. That's more like the fun of a relationship. Well, like, oh, look who's coming down. You know, like. Well, it's fun because I know that it won't happen. I'm not like it's. I'm. Probably not. Okay, he's giving me a look. It's probably not happening. <laughs> Don't ruin his dreams. <laughs> Don't but ruin if he does, this for me. If he, if he does run into her, like, cool. Go for it. Well, but, why Why would I I guess my... I'm just saying that. So I'm but let's say like... My feminist, let, my feminist response to that was, would be, why would Miss Smith, the porn lady, the, you know, the person doing... Why would she be any different than Kate Beckinsale? In that well, regard, she's less of a like a or I don't know if you call her a list, but like she's get, less, yeah. less of like a like B list celebrity. And like mm. there's a there's just more of a barrier to getting with like Kate Beckinsale than like Mrs. Smith on OnlyFans. I guess I, that's a good point. Like, how, I guess how famous the porn star is kind of matters, too. It does. I mean, like we say you say that all the time in terms of like if he's following an Instagram account with like. 100,000 plus followers versus like he's following a girl posting thotty pics with like 1,300 followers. Like sure. one is a much more realistic like But if they're on OnlyFans, I guess if they're on OnlyFans, there is a thought, and this isn't to besmirch people that are in the uh, adult sex industry um, or the adult entertainment industry, but you're saying that if you'll do this, for five bucks a month, maybe the right type of guy will be able to get you out of this industry and not have to do this. But they could they could then respond. Right, with, there's a there's a I higher like chance job. of someone They're, dating someone who's consuming this OnlyFans thing. I think, or like, like there might be someone sort of, in the adult uh, entertainment industry listening to this podcast right now, going, "I wouldn't fucking date your boyfriend." 
for anything. Like I'm making right. ten thousand dollars a month, and this is all gravy. Like I'm trying to see it from their side too, and maybe having no, that's, that's a, totally a porn possible. star on the show would be a good idea. Well, for that's us why I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm much more interested in knowing like what the interaction level is between him and this person. If it's be like really like, strictly like a transactional business thing, I think perhaps it would still bother me, but it would bother me less so than like they're chatting over whatever capabilities say, OnlyFans okay. has. L- I, I, here's I, I understand that. Let's say so. Is there a difference between subscribing to six different women? And one woman in particular. Like, would you be right. more comfortable if Mike was... I, I love using Mike as the example, throwing him <laughs> under the bus. I'm um, sure he's going to love it too. <laughs> but if Mike was subscribed to six different adult entertainers of varying looks and, and backgrounds, that's almost. would you say that's almost better than just the one that he's a huge fan of? I would say that's better as long as it's not indicative of him just having like almost like a porn problem. Sure. Well, he's spending 30% of his paycheck on like this o- these OnlyFans accounts. That's like a different issue in itself, even if they're varied than like, you know, I mean, it's the actual level of investment in it, like monetarily would also be like an important factor because it shows like kind of like, is it like a thing that they are passively interested in or is it like sort of a compulsion? Yeah, I don't know. To me, like, they're, the the significant other's response who is signed up for an OnlyFan account or accounts in general could also be, I didn't feel comfortable not paying for this type of material. Like, that'd be actually a good excuse. Well, yeah, so I'm saying, if you're, most guys, I feel like, will look at porn and it's great, yeah, yeah, mostly. The, porn is, is a reality, saying? but I do understand how formalizing the agreement is almost like, it, it, it could make it more like a little icky for the significant other because you're like basically saying, I, this is who I'm fantasizing about. And right. they, they are so not you that I'm, and, and I don't believe that you're choosing porn over your partner. I think they're kind of two different things. I think when you masturbate, male, female, whatever you are, um, it's a different kind that, of sexual experience. I, I think it's I think it's a vacation from everything. I don't think it's from your significant other. I think it's like just a, a relaxing time. Um, but when you're when you're signing up and you're going, well, you know, I have these. I don't know. This is kind of the future. If you think about it, like the like v, virtual reality is coming at a certain point. Right. Well, that's a whole other question of like, is that cheating if you're having sex with someone like? through some sort of like virtual reality situation is that like is that what real? if when is we're older real? what if when we're older you and i i'm using I'll, I'll use myself like what if jess and i are married 20 years and we just like to have sex we just strap on a virtual reality simulator and we're having sex with each other but we're looking at uh, i think there's been videos made of this like actual spoofs but okay. like at, like isn't kind of like, like in black con- have you seen the black mirror episode i'm not sure if i have well there's in the most recent season there wasn't most of it was bad but the one episode i thought was interesting was like this guy is like goes on this vr thing and his friend his like college friend is also on it as like but his college friends on it as like 
a woman avatar and he's on it as like this guy avatar oh, and they I, wind I, up sleeping together. Okay. And it becomes a question of so weird. My doorbell just rang, which has like literally never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike's uh, OnlyFans account uh, it's person. His, it's they, his OnlyFans girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> we are together, and and goodbye. Yeah, I that scenario is kind of, you know, where OnlyFans is like the entrance way into those scenarios. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it has to. Either, is it is it a slippery slope of like falling into this like black hole of like you're kind of obsessed with porn? I think that's always the fear, of like. If I think about any woman that I've spoken to, it's like no one's like really no one that I've spoken to at least is like so offended by the idea of porn. It's more just like, is this like a compulsion of theirs that you yeah. kind of have to are going to now have to worry about? It, or is this almost like a gateway drug to like cheating on you? And I guess the personalization of it, because that's what I think is like the personalization of it is kind of what is a little bit of a click to the right. Like it's a, it's just enough to go, oh, maybe you want to be with someone else. Oh, maybe right. you're one more step towards a compulsion. I, I understand that. Like, I understand why someone would have a problem with it. I understand why a guy could defend it. Like, yeah, I, it's a difficult situation that also like hits right at the nose of what this podcast is all about. Like, kind of like you can't go to your mom and be like, he's cheating on me. And it's like, with who? Well, not really. <laughs> like, he's signed, he's, he's right. spent $100 this year on videos from Mrs. Smith. I don't know why I chose that name, but I. Well, yeah, $100 is like not, I mean, it depends how much you're making, but it really, like, it really, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it depends, like, the, the time someone's putting into it, the money that they're putting into it, like, sure. all those things, I think, make it a little, it's a little bit of a gray area, but you'd have to sort of, like, look at all those things and then say, like, is this so, something that's sort of concerning or not? So to the people listening who have fallen into this situation, that's actually good advice to say like, hey, like you can talk to someone about it and be like, how much time, money and, and, and effort is going into this? And some guy and I would think if, so, if my girlfriend came to me and was like, so how many times a week on average, how much money are you spending? Is the person contacting you directly? And right. then you could simp I could simply answer those and go, yeah, it's like about, you know, $25 every two months when I, you know, just when I think uh, kind of go down that rabbit hole and, you know, I, I kind of like browse around and, right. you know, it's never one person and we never talk, but like, it's like porn, but I'm paying for the porn like that right. I would think could be a comforting answer. I think it could. I mean, everyone has different like levels of of that that they think are okay and legitimate, and and every I'm sure the other person in your relationship has a different sense of like what they think is normal. So it's about like like anything else in a relationship, sort of coming to a compromise about like what your expectations should be and what is okay versus what is kind of a problem for at least one of you. Sure, and also this, uh, you know, the conversation about OnlyFans could also open up things. Like that goes into fantasies. Oh, I could do that fantasy or I could be a part of that. Like, you know, maybe that's something that they just didn't want to like open up about. Right. It could be good. That's why, I mean, a lot of couples, I think, watch porn together. Yeah. And that, you know, that's a scary thing, too, because you just don't know, you know, like 
you know, anything, the unknown is scary. The questions that you ask are scary. The conversations are always scary. It's interesting. I, I, I don't think this is the last we'll hear from OnlyFans on this podcast. Or VR. I mean, who knows how things I mean, VR, have you ever done those where you're like walking across a tightrope? Yeah, or like you're on a boat in or something. I don't it's know. It's for real. Like it's yeah. it's it's it feels um, very real. And listen, most technology starts at sex and war. So this is it's gonna this is what happens. Yeah, I mean, did you see the Whitney Cummings like com comedy special where she like makes like a sex doll of herself or something? I saw the sex doll and then she was kind of like with the sex doll a lot, like promoting it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't see the sexualness of the sex doll. Like I look at that and I'm like, I don't know who's like getting off to that. But I, I guess if that's where we are today, it can only get better. Better or worse, who knows? Or, I mean, better. Yeah. <laughs> better is a, is a weird word to use. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's, uh, let's do some, uh, let's go through the let's beginning do... of what we we're going to talk about quick. All right. So you get this question a lot. What's the best way to reach out if you you had a date, it went well, and they haven't texted you and it's been a, in a bit? I'll read the email. Do it. She says, hello, my favorite duo, longtime fan slash listener. So I went on a date on Monday. We grabbed drinks and chatted for two hours, and I thought we were vibing really well. We wrapped up the night, and he walked me to my car, and we left it open-ended on possibly meeting up again later this week. 
It's Thursday and I still haven't heard from him. We weren't texting daily before the date, but I thought he'd reach out by now if he really wanted to meet up again. I get that I may have completely misinterpreted the way the date played out, but I need answers, LOL. Is there any way to reach out without sounding desperate or do I take the hint, keep swiping and move on? Any advice is much appreciated. I I think it's perfectly... There's a couple things she wrote that like we have to stop. I'm, I'm, I, I can't tell her how to feel, but we have okay. to stop looking. I think her perspective is flawed. Because you think she... Do you think that's because she is trying to gauge his interest? Yeah. In she's going, and, and listen, I think... This is a perspective change, and I understand it's hard to look at it from this perspective. Maybe she should reread this email and then think of these questions in a different way. You had a good time on the date. The date isn't, it's not just the date. You had a good time on the date. You were let down by how he acted after the date. Right. Well, that, so those that two, phrasing even itself is much more empowering. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time, but I'm kind of let down that he didn't, Get back to me. This whole thing of like, well, if he liked me, I like him. You're going to be fucked. You're never going to win that way. You're never going to be able to figure out the thoughts in your own head. Did you have fun? Did you feel fulfilled? And right now you had fun and you feel unfulfilled by his texting after the date. Would you sound desperate? That is a ridiculous thing. Nobody has ever thought someone sounded desperate for saying, hey, I had a really good time. Let me know if you want to do something again. There's no right. desperation in that. That is you owning, I had fun, would like to go out again. If you don't, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to say that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying like, these are all the, <laughs> yeah, these are all the things in like the margins. Like I'm, if you don't, right. like I'm going to move. And I think this like kind of goes into the idea of like, we get in these situations with like this, if I wanted to like relate this further out, Mm -hmm. We get these emails that are like, oh, he says he doesn't want a relationship. And it's like, doesn't starting at this kind of put all of that on the guy to like decide on the relationship? Right. Well, I mean, the, I think when they, the only defense I would give to this girl or to anyone who's saying that kind of and thing. I'm not is trying like, to come down on her. Saying, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Right. Like, I don't mean to come down on her. I'm just saying we get a lot of emails written like this. That's the only reason I put it that way. I understand where she's coming from. No, I think what you're saying is important and it's empowering to think of things like that way. But I think that if they're writing the email, they've already said, like, they've already decided, like, I do like this person and I do want um, to see them again. But their fear is like, breaking these like traditional gender roles or seeming too like needy or coming off too strong. Um, so doing that while also wanting to sort of get like clarity on what's going on. Cause they're not sure how the other person, I mean, it's not like a totally like, you're not like some like desperate loser to be like, I like this person. I'm not sure if they feel the same sure. way. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. What, you're absolutely right. And I understand why you're like trying to figure out like, Man, was I delusional on that date? Here's what I'll say from my perspective. I've been on plenty of first dates where my goal was different than their goal. So right. you you have no idea. This guy, if, you, if, I, if I was sitting with this guy in a bar and I was like, how'd the date go? He'd be like, his answer could be very disappointing to her. His answer could be, you know what? It was a lot of fun, but I could tell... She wants to like date date and I was trying to be casual and I was trying to fuck at the end of the date and it didn't go that way. And I think if we went out again, 
It would seem like I like her more than just fucking. So I'm going to text her in a couple weeks to see if she'll meet me out and maybe we'll hook up and that'll be that. Okay. Like that's a good, honest answer. Yeah. Well, she's never going to get that from him. Well, I think what she wants to know is like, is it possible that he's wants to date her and just hasn't texted her, but that they went out on Saturday and he hasn't texted her by Thursday and he's interested in dating her. She wants to know, is that a possibility? It's a possibility. Yeah. And, And a lot of people w- would respond to that, and I, I understand their response, and they'll go, if he wants to, he'll make it happen. And it's like, that is in a world where options don't exist. Here's what everyone needs to stop acting like. Stop acting like you're dating someone who isn't also swiping for ghosts. And what I mean by that is, you are competing not with, Not with another person, but with the idea that there's seven other people out there who might suck his dick after one day. And that's a horrible thing to say. I agree. Okay, so how do you find out if it's possible? How do you find out if this is a possibility? Some people need, like, some people need a text that's like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still down for this. Like, I, I would say that, like, that existed for, like, Jess and I. Where it's like, right. like I, I, you know, <laughs> hopefully she's not listening to that last, you know, sentence I just said. I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but I'm saying I'm not kidding when it comes to like Jess and I met, we hung out, we had a good time. I got other things going on. I'm not really thinking of dating someone seriously. Um, she's got other things going on. Hey, where you been? Are you out? What are you doing? Are, uh, I want to do drinks. Are you down for drinks? Like. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down for that. But then it's like we have to understand this whole thing of like if he wants you, he'll come for you. That exists. But if he wants you, he'll come for you while still swiping for other people. Okay. But I I mean, that's also to say that you can't say what you want and then see if he's meeting, like you said, to turn it around and meet your standards to say, hey, I had a good time. I'd like to go out again. Let me know if you're down. But no, she should say that. I'm saying that's why what saying that isn't desperate, right? <laughs> you know, like that's well, yeah. I, it's here's what's de- here's when it becomes desperate is you say that the person doesn't really give you a definitive time that they'd like to go out again, sure. but keeps kind of trying to speak to you, and then you just maintain this like pen pal relationship, and then you take what you could get on like a Friday night at one a.m. Yeah, that's when this, it starts to become desperate. So no one is, wants to like get into that situation. By being like, oh, like I'm allowing this to sort of like continue. I think to continue in a way that I'm, I don't really want it to a road that I don't really want it to go down. Which is why I think his reaction to you following up is where you can decide to not be desperate. Because if they don't take your your cue of like I'd like to get drinks and then make a drinks plan, then you then to continue to speak to them would be kind of desperate. Absolutely, but she can want whatever she wants. I think that's an also important thing. Like. You know, when you just said, like, she can text and be like, I want to get drinks again. It can be that she just wants to see this guy again. I just want to have another fun, casual night. Like, she could want that, too. You know, she could. I, I think, like, knowing what she wants for that next step is important. Don't, you know, if you just go in, I don't know what I want, but you tell me what I want. You're going to be let down because this guy's going to tell you the least 
you know, like, it, like this is my, I agree with what you're saying, but like, like if she texts him back, Hey, I want to do drinks. And then he's like, ah, can't, maybe I'll see you this weekend. Okay. Now realize you're not getting what you want. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. And now the real, that real, what you do after that realization is what turns us into either a desperate situation mm. or an empowered situation. Cause the empowered sure. response rather desperate or empowered, the desperate response is to be like, okay, yeah, let me know if you're like, like, let me know, text me this weekend or something like that. Because then you're like letting them kind of do, make the rules and do whatever they want. And the empowered situation is to say, well, I'm actually like looking to like, lock down a plan and if you're not interested in that that's totally cool and then sort of move on to the next you can even say that in a more quote-unquote chill way you could go hey not gonna do uh i'm doing stuff with friends this weekend but if you want to do a drink you know where to find me what is you know i feel like that's confusing like where do they find you my phone number text me make a plan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, I right would, well that's what you mean but that's not even you know what i'm saying i feel like a guy will go with like the least clear version of that which is like well, okay I, well i'll text you next weekend <laughs> well then but then you I, I i think that it's like you have to be personally unoffended while also reiterating that you don't want those things like i think that's totally fine you know where to find me if you want to get a drink okay text the next weekend hey are you out tonight hey I'm not down for meeting up. I'm looking for that drink. Let me know a plan and I'm down. Like, okay. You, you know, have to like, say, right. Yours just requires like multiple instances of resisting the urge to kind of just like go. It just yeah, like, it requires I, a little bit more. Um, what's di- like self-discipline, self-discipline, but also like, think of it like someone r- offering you ice cream. Sure. Cause I feel like you have a lot of TikTok videos about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you could tell Jess, like, I'd rather, like, could you please just buy, like, healthy foods? Like, I'm sure. trying to, like, watch what I'm eating, right? And then, like, that's sort of like you saying to the guy, like, I'm looking for a plan. And then yeah. they just kind of keep asking you if you want the ice cream. And then eventually one time you actually, like, are feeling kind of like you want to be bad. So you do take the ice cream and then you've gotten yourself into a hole. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> At that point... To me, I always want ice cream. So, like, when I go but you off, know, my- but you know, but you you want because you want that. Con- well, um, to relate this back to dating, it's like, yeah, you always you kind of wa- you like spending time with this person, but you also want it on certain terms. So, yeah, you sure. always want the ice cream, but you don't want to do something that's really bad for you. Yeah, I I mean, to me, like, it's different after a first date than it is after a fifth date. So, like. The ice cream thing after a first date, like, I, I don't know how, you know, like, if you're, like, willing to be bad after the first date, there's, a, there's an element of that, like, where you're like, oh, I kind of do want to fuck this dude. No? No, I think it's kind of, it's like kind of like if someone keeps texting you in that, in the moment, like, on a Friday night, eventually, you might be, like, out, kind of drunk, and then just, like, decide you want to go and not think about like how this will affect like the like if you'll feel good about it the next day sure. and then you might just eventually kind of break which is i think why a lot of guys do that even when you've sort of like hinted that you're not really interested in that but this is why everyone's situation's different like i i agree with everything you're saying i'm saying like if you're a person who is going to be eating the ice cream you don't buy it at the store 
like you cut it off right away. Like this idea of like, I'm going to be cool because everyone else is cool. No, no, no. You're not fucking cool. You know, like you can't like I have to say that to myself with fucking popcorn in the in the cupboard. Jared, you can't handle cheese and popcorn in the house. Do not buy it at the store. Some people, you know, whatever, you know, if you're out there, you can't handle being texted by someone you had a great first date with for casual. So you need to cut it off. Like, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think for everyone, it's different. Like, if you're out there being, ca- you know, going on dates with five, you know, four or five different guys in the course of a month, and you're like, okay, I'll see which one kind of like the connection happens with, then maybe you can do the thing where you're like, oh, that's, that's cute. You're texting me Saturday late night. I'm not going to do that. Right. But for other people who are like, maybe they're the only guy they're really talking to. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you get like hungrier. Sometimes sure. you get like lonelier and they can catch you in a moment where you make a decision that you feel like you wouldn't have made either like totally sober or like if you had a lot of other stuff going on, which leads you to make these like worse decisions. Well, also some people get tunnel vision on people. They're like, you know, for this woman that's writing in, she's like, we had a great first date. I, you could have a great first date with a lot of pieces of shit. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I, I think like getting, being like, if this guy doesn't make the second date and all he does is casual 2 a.m. texts, you, a lot of people will like stick with that first date feeling. They're like, well, I, I saw what a gentleman he could be. Yeah, he was a gentleman for an hour. Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's why I'm saying it's up to you to, I mean, like sometimes you do, like you said, have to just like cut the head off. Yeah. Just be like, I'm not interested in like, in like late night meetups. I'm looking to date. And I, I guess there's a there's a middle ground of like you there's a way to say it where you're not the chillest and you're still not like a stone. You can be like, hey, like I appreciate you wanting to go out with me. I'm looking for a different type of thing. Um, I'm looking for dates, and if you don't want to do that and to meet someone, and if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But you got to stop texting me. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm just saying I don't think that like I think that if you message someone enough late night you might eventually catch them in a, in sure. a, in a mean, m- mindset where they're like going to do something that might not be the best for them. Yeah. And I think that's like a, a, a lot of guys where you're like, why does he keep texting me and not making a plan? That's why he's texting. He's building up enough trust with you so that at one point you'll go, well, he is a good guy, you know, and, and not need the date. Right. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? 
Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Want to do some awkward sex? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, J&J. And you can send in yours. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. J&J, longtime listener, which is why I'm astounded. It took me so long to realize I have a story worth sharing with the podcast. When I was back at university, I shared a house with four other girls. True to student living, there was always something going on and the walls were thin, which led me to many strange experiences. So anyways, I met this guy on Tinder. We hit it off pretty well on the app and decided to meet up. It took off from there, and after a few dates, we ended up back at my place to have sex. I could tell he was a little nervous, but I uh, wasn't too bothered by that, and we were taking things slow. Unfortunately, this was also happening at the same time that my housemates were having a full-blown Lord of the Rings marathon in the common area. The soundtrack and some of the dialogue was making it into my room, and this guy proceeded to stop whatever we were doing every few minutes to update me on what part of the movie they were at. For example, the music would change, and he would look up and say, oh, this is the part where the orcs kidnap Merry and Pippin. This carried on for a full movie, opening to credits. That's a long movie. Oh, my God. I have never been more at a loss as to what to respond with, so I just kept saying, oh, cool, or laughing. Eventually, I asked him if he was uncomfortable and I was completely fine to just hang out if a hookup wasn't on his mind at the moment. He insisted he wanted to and we continued. The sex actually ended up being awesome, but the stupid movie soundtrack was haunting me the entire time. To this day, I'm unable to watch those movies without having war flashbacks to that moment. There's something very disconcerting about being completely naked under a guy and having him care more about Frodo and the ring than your very exposed body. Thankfully, my ego didn't take too much of a hit. What do you think? Um, I think this is funny. I feel like if you, have you, uh, is there any time you bet you've accidentally hooked up to like a very weird soundtrack or like oh, movie or absolutely. I I've had many, like so many times that like, I, I mean, this is kind of like the, like the, it's weird to like have like sports center on like, cause you need something in the background. Like, right. And also Especially in need... the beginning, I feel like you need totally. And like you just turn on TV and it's like, oh no, change. Like it's funny to be mid hookup and you're like, change this. I can't have, I can't have storage wars on while we're hooking up, you know, like. Right. Um, uh, right. Not, not, no, my 600 pound life. No, <laughs> like, come on, switch it up. Like it, it is. And it's funny because you need the light too. Cause the lighting of a bedroom is too much. 
And that's why I started like I would turn my phone over and turn on the flashlight and put on music for my phone. Like that was always kind of the move because you're in maybe your own room where the lighting wasn't worked out or where, you know what I mean? Like, and the TV is just like kind of the perfect amount of like background light sometimes, but then whatever's on it. Have you had a situation? I did. I remember in college, I was hooking up with someone and my roommates were watching. It was probably like a Thursday night. They were watching Angels in America. Do you know what that is? No. It's like a like gay Fantasia that that, that like dissects the AIDS crisis um, <laughs> okay. in America, but through like sort of like this like fantastic, like fantastical soundtrack. It also like has like Julius and Ethel Rosenberg in it. It's like sort of this wild movie about like all sorts of like very intense issues and i just remember it being like very funny to be like afterwards you're kind of just like lying there listening to like these very intense <laughs> like drama about like hiv and aids yeah that's that's uncomfortable like i i think i hooked up with someone and like all of a sudden like you know bush's 9-11 speech came on and we were like this isn't right at all like because my buddy had like a computer with like a weird playlist like it was like what are we f- fucking to right now? Oh my god! <laughs> what would you call this? Um, Frodo fuck. The Frodo fuck. Uh, Lord of the Lord of the something. Lord of the Vag. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the movie buff. The movie buff. I like that. Um, my precious. Because that's what Gollum. Oh right, the ring. Yes. Um, Gandalf the Gabber. I like that. Red flag or deal breaker. Um, to me, this actually makes sense that they had great sex. Because when you're like, I think sometimes great sex comes relaxed with, by it. Yeah. Also, like. The amount of talking you're doing about stupid things while also doing sexy things just means two people are comfortable with each other. Right. Like, if you're willing to stop things to be like, oh, these orcs are about to fuck shit up. And then you're like, (laughs) and then you start like fingering her. Like, that's like a level of comfort. It takes the edge off. Yeah, it takes the edge off. And also, it kind of shows that like you're not in your head about just two bodies that aren't used to each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Do you um, uh, do red flag? I'd be deal? fine. I think I'd be fine with it. I'm just trying to imagine if it was like, let's say they just kept saying movie quotes. That's annoying. That's different. That would be because kind of annoying. That's annoying because it's them trying to be funny. Like there's no context for it. Like right. that's them being uncomfortable being like, that's what she said. Like, no, that <laughs> she said, fucking go down on me. Stop this shit. You know, right? Yeah, and it would have to be like well timed. Yeah, there's like one. There's very little good timing in bed that doesn't involve like actual fucking. So, like, I I do think, um, yeah, like if you're doing office quotes, it's like, oh my, oh boy, this, this, this This is on downhill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this this is uh, this is a problem. yeah, I, 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 I'm into this. I, I, I think it, it, it bears. I, I think it bears a lot of uh, uncomfortable truths about sex, where it's like, you know, that the hang of sex can make the sex more comfortable. 
I agree with that. You know, let's do some emails. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Hit me. AJ and Jay love the podcast. Appreciate the insight that Jared gives in the male perspective. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't worry. I've told all my friends. <laughs> and okay. As do I. Yeah. Um, don't worry. I told all my friends about y'all and have tagged a bitch. I'll get right into it. Recently, I just got out of a relationship where I was blindsided about the breakup. In order to distract myself, I've joined Hinge and I've noticed a couple of people asking me about the just join label that Hinge puts on your profile. I get questions along the lines of what made you download Hinge? Personally, I think that's kind of an awkward question to ask since my experience is so fresh. Um, but I was wondering what advice you would give to respond to something like that without it sounding so sad or like I'm too casual of a gal that won't be taken seriously. I'm worried that people will perceive me as an easy person to try to hook up with. Like Jordana says, women should not be afraid of saying they want a relationship if they want one. And this might be shooting my chances of eventually asking for one with someone I met on Hinge. I want to give myself the proper time to be sad about my past relationship and date casually without a man assuming his version of casual. Also, I'm afraid of saying that I afraid saying that I've had a recent breakup tells men that I'm not ready to be anything other than a booty call. I realize that any easy answer to the question is don't let them treat you like you won't be taken seriously and move on to the next, but I just thought it might be easier to get ahead of the situation. Also, this is my first time ever on a dating app and I'm thankful I've listened to y'all's live dating app and makeovers. I hope my email made sense. Yeah, this makes sense. Um it does a lot of like if I do this, will they think that? If I do this, will they think that? You can't really figure that out, is what I'll say to start. Well, like, yes, guys, like. What would you, what would be like the ideal thing? Let's say she wants, she wants to date. She doesn't want to just casual, have casual sex, right? So what would you have to hear from someone if you were like, oh, you're, looks like you're new to the app. Sure. Like what's. What's your I, would like, be what vague. Would you... I would be vague. I don't think you, nobody deserves to have an amount. And, and I know this is going to Nobody sound... deserves to have a, a new, new to hinge badge on there. Yeah. I, I don't really like the new to hinge thing because it's actually like, it's bad for both sides. So like okay. if, if your profile doesn't have much to talk about, or if you just, if you match with someone for purely that they are hot, what made you download Hinge is is a I understand why it's a shitty opener, but it's also an opener that people use. So like let's admit to both. Like it's not that great an opener, but it's also not an opener that you're never gonna come in contact with. I mean, from the other side, I can see the new to new to hinge thing as sort of a hot thing. I would be like attracted to that. Almost. Okay. It's almost like there's a new house on the market. Sure. Like, you know, sometimes, especially when you've been on the apps as I was for like many years, yeah. you would see the same people on like four different apps uh, and you'd see them many times over the years. It's always very weird. You'd see these people and you're like, man, we're all still here. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It can feel like, ugh, like I can't believe we're both still at this party and like we've already swiped on each other and like I might have done this before, but like we already did and then like a conversation fizzled out. So I do think there's like, there is some upside of having that. It sort of like indicates that you're not like jaded to this whole system. Oh, totally. Plus, but the because of that, you're going to get what made you download Hinge. Like, right. We have to give 
the people who write that a little bit of humanizing credit. Like, I, I think it's easy for us to be like, what a stupid thing to write to someone. It's not that stupid when it's on your profile. Yeah. You know, this, no, I, don't, I think it's fine. I don't think this is the same as, oh, you're so pretty. Why do you need a dating app? This isn't the same thing. No, I think this is better. Yes. I, 100%. I, so, like, I, I think, like, it's easy to come down hard on, like, what made you download Hinge. Like, let's understand why they're doing it. They're seeing on your profile, new to Hinge. Um, it's a normal question to ask in that context. Also, there's an element of them trying to get to know if you're looking for casual or more serious. And that's why I wouldn't get too into it. Like, I would... I would kind of like you say I would try and like volley back the serve. So I would be like, you know, I just want to check things out on here. It, uh, I've never been on a dating app and it seemed like kind of fun. Like I would be positive and vague at the same time. And right. do, have you been on here a lot? And I wouldn't respond with the same. What made you download it? I'd be like, have you been on here a little bit? Have you met people through here? Um, are you getting a lot of dates? Are you, you know, I would go in a kind of a, a different direction to try and get us away from this question. Right. I always found my only, I agree with that. I would try to like move the thing, move it away from that question. My only thing with like the, you know, like, have you had any weird, like any interesting dates off of here is like, yeah. it almost ruins the, like the fant fantasy illusion that like, you're not on a place where people are looking at like 7 million profiles. Sure, and sure. I do think there's something sort of appealing about that. Like, I don't like when people start talking about other dates that they've been on, on the apps. Yeah. I'm, I'm with like, you. That's probably, a, uh, yeah, I would take that back probably for the same reason. But I agree in terms of like, yeah, I've been on here a lot. Like, how is it? <laughs> How's it been? Yeah. How, I, yeah. I mean, the, the problem with this question is like, it could always be taken a certain way and you just can't figure that out. Like, I don't think she should say she just got out of a relationship. Um, yeah. Or I'm newly, I, I'm newly single. I'm, not, I'm you know, I, I've I, never I, been on an app before. I think saying you're newly single, people assume you're over, be, over the ex. That's the one thing I'll say to her. Like, for her, I, I want to give myself the proper time to be sad about my past relationships I don't think anyone's going to hear I'm newly single in here on the app and go, do you need more time? Like, that's, right. <laughs> you know, well, that's why I would recommend not in like, if you, if you do need more time to be said, I would recommend not being on the apps. I think yeah, you can still I'm like be flirty with people that you meet out in person, which obviously there's not as many opportunities for that as there were last summer. But I think that like, if you're still kind of sad about something, probably shouldn't be on a dating app. Yeah. I, I, I think, Here's the thing. Guys are, I've said this a bunch, are very ego-filled. When you're on the app and you have uh, hearted their profile or liked something from their thing, they're going, oh, she wants to go on a date with me. Like, they, they, there's no, like, A plus B plus C. It's, right. oh, it's match plus date equals me. Like, it, does, it so I think it's way more simplified and... I'm afraid that a set of recent breakup tells me I'm not ready to be anything other than a booty call. That's not what they're thinking. They're just thinking every guy you match with is like, I want to fuck this chick. Like okay. at a baseline. So like the idea of like 
oh, but I, it, it, the idea of like, I want to fuck this chick and, and that she'll be my booty call because she's in a, it's not even that far out. Right. It's way more, don't give men that much credit. That's my, my, I, I that think. They're going to think, right. That they're going to think one way or another based on that answer. Here's, you know, down the line when guys start to do or people start to do, well, you're out of a relationship and I'm out of a relationship. So, you know, we're both, you know, like when they start to like, we're both not ready for something. <laughs> right. Yeah. When they start using that against you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that's when you get into a position where it's like, yeah, he's using that against you to keep it casual, but I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't say that one means the other. Like, I don't think you saying, well, I got out of a relationship means uh, right. it, guys are like, you know, pressing their palms together. Like, Ooh, I got a good one on my hands. Fresh well, I meat. Would, <laughs> I would also think about if I were her, it seems like she's not really sure what she wants out of this either. Yeah. Cause you, she is, is big she is like, it. yeah, she is like, I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I can have like this time to be sad without a guy like feeling like I'm, going to be casual or whatever or like but i'm also like i should like also you shouldn't be afraid to say you want a relationship if you do want one it's like it seems like she's not even sure what she really wants to be out of here it seems like it's almost like a distraction from this breakup which she totally. says that she's still kind of sad about so before answering that question or people asking you that i would actually think think about like what do i want out of this do i want to go on a few dates and like have a good time and like be taken out of this like annoying mindset of of my ex or am I like ready to like meet someone new and potentially start a new relationship? I think those are like two different ways to date. And those are, you're setting two different expectations of the people that you're talking to. Totally. I totally agree. And like, that's a little bit of self responsibility. That's like a little bit harder to do. And also you have to realize that like she's on this app and a lot of people go on dating apps as a free form of therapy. Let me go through my shit using other people to get through my shit. Right. And so if you're doing it, they're doing it. So that's why there's no use in like figuring them out. You, you have to always be okay with kind of with, with, with leaving pretty like with leaving kind of uh conversations on these dating apps that leave you unfulfilled right and then just saying is this am i having a good time speaking to this person do what i actually want to meet this person yeah like in person i agree i think a huge part of everything we're saying today is just about not being so reactive and like understanding what you want yeah and then like testing things against that yeah and also like what made you download hinge like they looked at, like, I would say, like, for Hinge and a lot of these dating apps, if someone's overlooking the things you wrote, like, prompt responses, then they're not really looking at you. Right. Like... If they're not responding to anything specific about your profile. Your profile. Then that's not really... Like, I'm not saying... Again, I can understand why someone writes what made you download Hinge, but I also think that you have a profile there. They, the only thing they saw is that you're fresh meat. <laughs> like, right. like that was the only thing that screamed out to them. There wasn't like, so I would, again, like, are your prompts, like, are your, are the, your responses to the prompts 
natural in you or are they just kind of like I get wine. I like wine right. on weekdays. Like you know, how thorough are, they are your giving sponsors? this guy something to work to work with? Yeah, in both ways. These guys. Did you give him something to work with and he chose not to? The only thing he chose right. to work with is that you're not someone he's been looking at for seven years on these dating <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so th- these are all things to keep in mind but also like again what you said is like personal like just looking at these apps from a perspective of like you know what do i want right and, you know that's okay to ask and then going from there yeah yeah and maybe Maybe it's that you don't want anything or that you're that once you ask yourself that question, you realize you shouldn't even be on the app. Yeah, Who maybe knows? maybe it's that you just like talking to new people and you want to get reps out of that. That's OK. That's a that's a shitty re, that's a shitty reason to find out someone's on the app, but it's OK for you to do. I agree. It's OK for you to do. And if you've never been on an app before, that might be a good place to start. Yeah. Like and also <laughs> it, it kind of takes you out of this like every conversation is important. Now you could start saying some weird shit that's more you than it would be right. if you were holding back. Because you're not so focused on like, I need to close this and get a date yeah. or something. If, you, if you're treating it like a cold call, then you're fucked. Like right. if you're treating it like every phone call or every conversation you open has to close with a date, then you're done. Like it's not even fun. Yeah, and you're set up for a lot of disappointment. Done. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J&J. Was listening to your episode from a few weeks ago about when it's appropriate to tell someone you're seeing that you were married before. Your conversation had me thinking a lot about my situation. For context, I'm 21 years old and just getting out of a three-year relationship that happened to be with another woman. She was my best friend for a year before we realized we were attracted to each other and we, we were on and off for three years after that. I'm finally getting back into dating and have been on the apps for a few weeks now. My question for you, since I identify as a bisexual woman, how soon into meeting someone new should I reveal this about myself? I don't want to scare any guys off by telling them this date one, but I also don't want to be withholding this major part of myself and my life. I was just able to come out to my friends and family, and I'm not looking to remain in the closet with someone I'm dating. Thanks for the constant advice and getting me through my first real heartbreak. Love you guys in the pod. Sincerely, secretly bisexual. Well, not secretly anymore. She said she came out to her friends and family. That's good for you. Yeah, I think if you're dating someone for three years, that would seems like it counts as like being pretty out. But I guess what she's saying is like, well, they could have dated. Take- they could have gone back and forth. Like everyone thought they were friends. She, but she did say she came out to her friends and family. So maybe that right. was like kind of like you know that's good for her. That's right. Great. But I yeah, it seems like she hasn't had much experience like talking to like strangers or in this case potential dates about. Like, you know, like any 21 year old, you know, like this is like, you know, (laughs) talking to anyone. Yeah. yeah, Like I at 21, like 
for, you know, I, I think like beyond her sexuality, when you're 21, you have no idea how to talk to anyone you're sexually attracted to or how to like right. talk about any of your past experiences. In a like, normal way. In yeah. a normal way. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking of like when I was 21, like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about or how to like put myself in perspective of other people or talk about, you know, I don't even know what I liked, you know, like it, I, I'm saying like, let's not be so hard on ourselves. You know, right. I think for her, um, it's wonderful that she's coming to terms with what she likes and, and, and is trying to communicate that to other people. Let's, I would start at, this is very difficult for everybody at 21. So right. give yourself regardless a little bit of a of, break, regardless of what the actual thing is that they might be like hesitant to share with people. I think sharing things to 21 is like anything intimate about yourself, I think is always difficult. Sharing intimate things about myself at 35 is, is difficult. And you know, yes. so I, 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 not to minimize her situation. I'm trying to give her a little bit of like, you know, right? You, you feel the same similarly, right? It's hard to tell, talk to any, even my girlfriend, it's hard to be personal with certain things. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a lot of, you, most people have like a certain amount of like walls up and they're a little bit more afraid to be vulnerable with people. They're afraid of rejection. I understand why she'd be like hesitant or like not, un, or not sure when she should bring, she should bring this oh, up. Totally. I understand because as a guy, and I'm I'm gonna be, I don't mean to like put the as I think you're gonna run into men who hear that you are a bisexual and they're gonna uh, fetishize it or something fetishize or like see that as an opportunity or I she she references like I don't want uh, to scare guys away. The scarier thing to me would be that you're inviting a certain guy looking for a certain thing in. So how do you think she should sort of like gauge for like, if that's, if that's the kind of guy she's talking to versus like, someone I who's I, not I, looking for that. I think being totally okay that someone made you feel badly and that you should move. Sometimes you, 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 you tell someone something and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't be so offended or I shouldn't be, um, maybe I'm crazy. I would say never think you're crazy. Like if right. you tell a guy that you're bisexual and he was like, oh man, good. I, I'm actually dating a, a woman and I want to, we're looking for a third. You know, like, right. and you're like, well, that's... Or like, what do you think of that girl? Do you think that girl's hot? If, <laughs> if that makes you, yeah, right. that would make you feel uncomfortable. I would understand that. And you should run away from those types of dudes, right? Right. I almost feel like the earlier you were to like mention that the better just so that you could find out like it's I would be worried less about like you know how do I deal with like a guy who's uncomfortable with this and more about like again putting it in your own standards of like if I'm telling this if I'm if I'm telling this guy something the way that he responds to that is going to tell me a lot a yeah. lot that I need to know about him and then I can sort of filter through these people and decide like his maturity what is level a, right yeah the maturity level like the way that he's responding to this, how much respect he has for me or other women or like, or like what he's looking for. And you can use that to sort of weed through the guys who are just looking to hook up. I, I totally agree. And I also think the natural way to bring this up is in the way you'd bring it up with anybody. 
And what was your last? I I love you bring up any ex, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you have any? What was your last relationship like? I love I love that conversation because for me, when I talk to someone about their last relationship, again, what you're saying is exactly kind of what I was looking for. How are they positioning this relationship? Are they like, right. well, fuck that person? I'm like, ugh, I don't want to be with someone who's in fuck that person mode. Right. You know, I don't want to date someone who's still angry about an ex in the same way that I wouldn't want to date someone who's like, you know, well, we still talk. Like, these, when you ask about the last relationship, then you get to like reveal learn how a lot. O- you get to learn a ton. And also, you get to kind of position your last relationship now you get the floor and you get to go yeah i was actually um just to let you know i was dating a woman i'm i'm openly bisexual uh her and i had a friendship that turned into a relationship and i'm really proud of like having gone through that with her and now i'm you know i'm out there and looking for that type of you know interpersonal relationship i had with her but it could be male or female for me. Right. What date number do you feel like you would want to talk about that on? Or you'd feel like it would be I, like appropriate? I don't, see, I don't see like a problem with a, that being date one conversation. Do you? Right. Um, yeah, I think that would be fine. I think anything important in your life. I mean, like if you dated someone for three years, that's a big part of your life. I think that that's like totally cool to bring up on date one at what my all other let's say it doesn't come up on date one right what do you think is like the latest date that you could mention that on see any this, ex but i would is, say of but three this years is, this is why i'm less bringing I, I i like having this conversation in the context of my ex and mm-hmm. less of the context of i'm a bisexual Right. It's more about like your dating history. Because again, this is like we talk the word normalize is 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 now normalized. So like the the normalized version of this conversation is yeah, I used to date a woman and that was a great relationship and I really learned a lot about myself and you know, I'm openly bisexual and I you know, I'm here with you because I'm attracted to you and I'm interested in getting to know you. You know, right. like I and so when you say like I think to me if I asked about an ex and someone was like I'm not ready to talk about that I would that would be a sign in itself a sign in itself yeah <laughs> and to me like in any relationship talking about exes is important like knowing about someone's experience and knowing where they came from and you know how they learned about themselves through those exes like I talk with Jess about exes all the time and like good bad and ugly you right know? so right I mean have you and Mike what what was uh yeah, I mean, I think it's like that's a, that's one of the first conversations I think that brings you to a greater level of intimacy, intimacy with someone is finding out like, you know, like why something didn't work out with them and like the way that they've like processed that and how they like what they're looking for because of it. Yeah, and and again, back to like her being bisexual and dating both men and women, like to me, like, you know, now that's normal, you, you know, like it's like, that that was great and that's how I learned a lot about myself when you come at it with from that perspective like yeah. then you, it becomes way more glaring when it's not normal to them yeah you know I agree. where you're like right. you're like yeah I used to date a woman they're like what what no what you know like yeah. okay fucking okay now I yeah, yeah and I you gotta, can judge them on that respect I wouldn't worry totally. about them judging you especially like if you're bringing it up in like a normal mature 
way and they're reacting like oddly to that, that's more on them than on you. I would assume that's a big part of uh, of of coming out is talking about your sexuality as if it's any this is just the normal any thing. other thing yeah. any other thing because I understand where she's coming from and again being twenty one I mean, we don't yeah we don't live in a perfect society I think that like a it's not like crazy that she's like a little fearful. Oh, of totally. like what you I, know yeah any people might think about that yeah like she she could have written in it could have been listen it could have been about this could have been an email from a guy who says i like this type of sex right when do i bring it up how do i and it, and it would be as uncomfortable but this might be bigger than that just because it's more like it's like a lifestyle yeah it's more of like a you know i think more overarching than like liking a particular kind of sexual experience which i might not bring up on the first date actually sure <laughs> yeah it changes things yeah yeah you're right i mean this is about like the major a major part of the last three years of, of her life so it could be i mean it could be you know it could be like i guess the sim more similar to like I went to college for three years and I didn't graduate. Right. Uh, or to put it in a more positive, I graduated in three years. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, I didn't. If you're 21, if yeah. you're 21 and now I'm out here and I'm looking to date and meet people. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm saying these things and wondering if I sound, um, no, I don't. I think I understand bad. what you're trying to say. You're basically saying like anything that was a big part of the last two years of your life that isn't that isn't necessarily like the number the standard. Sure. Let's say if it's right? not of the 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 you know the middle of the road, I guess. Right. Right. Anything sort of interesting about yourself that's different than than you might encounter with like any other random person that you meet. Yeah. Like if I was on a date with a woman who was like I. Last three years, I've, I was with a woman, actually. I would have more questions. Like, as just... Yeah. As someone who has never dated someone who dated a woman. I'd be like, okay, well, um, you know, I, I would have questions that could... I would hope that I would sound mature and empathetic and... Curious. Curious yeah. and not like... Judgmental. A judgment, yeah. Right. You know, and I think... You would hope that someone could see that. So right. I, I think like she should expect to get questions and you hope the questions are like, I, I guess I would, I would have questions though. What I'm saying is I would have questions too of a woman I was dating that said she got out of a three year relationship with a guy. Yeah. No, I think that's normal. And you might be scared away by that too. Totally. You could like I can see like a, a, any person kind of just being intimidating by anyone who just got out of a three year relationship because that comes with its own like listen assumptions it, it, on it, any anyway. It would, it would be worse to me. Hey, I was in a three year relationship. I was actually with a woman. I'm bisexual. Oh, great. Um, or, you know, how long ago did that end? You know, it ended a you know a few months ago, but we're still cool and it, it was amicable. It just wasn't the right match for me. Now, same conversation with a woman. Yeah, I dated a guy uh, for three years. Dated who dated a guy, three years. Oh, when did you break up? Three months ago. Oh, is, uh, how did that you know kind of come down? 
I fucking hate him. He's a piece of shit. I'd be like, okay, get the fuck away from me. Like, right. that's a worse situation to me. 100 percent yeah yeah i agree what would you what would you do if uh like let's say a guy dated a guy i mean i would like to think that um i would also just have questions and Mm -hmm. be fine with it i've never i've never really experienced that so i can't totally speak to like how i would react but i'd like to think that i'd be like open-minded and um okay with that yeah i i we'd like to think all of us would be right i'd like to think that i don't i I don't know how i would actually if it like came to it because i I think there's there's, i think there's different yeah it's it's definitely different in the way it's seen it's definitely different there's definitely a, a huge societal double standard um i think in the like in the in the feeling about like men's sexual exploration versus women's, I think there's just like a totally different um, standard for that, which I don't think is right, but I think that does exist. And sure. I don't, I can't say that I'm like a hundred percent immune to that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, that's the, you know, this email is almost more simple because it's a woman writing in about dating. You know what I mean? Right. I think it would be a t- I think it would be tougher to be a man in the same situation. Um, and it, that's sad. I think that's, I mean, we remember we saw that in, um, we saw that in, what was the show? Uh, with the pods. Oh, love is blind. Love and is he blind. Was, and he was right. really bent Where out of had, shape about it. And right. And I, I, I understand, I understand why he was like very, ner- he was very, very nervous to tell her, yeah. you know, that he had been with, that he'd been with men. And I understand that. I think it's like highly stigmatized. I'm not saying that's right, but I think that is like somewhat of the of like a world that we live in. Sure. Yeah, it, it's listen, it's um you do though, you could see like even on Love is Blind to go way back to that show like it was almost interesting that he handled it worse than her. Right. Well, I think he went into it so defensive and so ready to like to like defend himself. Yeah. Yeah, and be judged that he couldn't even really have like a mature conversation. He was just projecting all of the things that he thought she would think about him on her. Yeah. Which really like made the whole thing sort of implode. Well, I mean, it's a good lesson for anyone like maybe for this woman to like go watch that and see like the way that imploded. Like you got to give people a chance. Right. So, and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, let's play some games. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. You be at Betches.com. Red flag or deal breaker? They ride a unicycle for fun, for exercise, for attention, slash money, slash likes, and bring it out at parties. See. They're the unicycle guy around campus or girl. See, see this isn't fair because... They ride a unicycle and then they write for fun, exercise, attention, money, likes. If that's all together, it's a deal breaker. Like if, if it's one, unis- what if it's just one of those things? If it's exercise, I'd be like, that's cool. If it's fun, you just have a, a unicycle. Would you be in the like, garage. that's cool? Jess is like, you met, you meet Jess, and then like you you happen you go on a date with her, and then you just <laughs> happen to be walking in the city, and you see her unicycling. Down Broadway. I, I'd be like, how did you learn? <laughs> Again, it would be similar to the bisexual. I, I'd have a lot of questions. 
<laughs> like, I just feel like, like if all of a sudden she just came rolling down Fifth Avenue, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I'd be, but if it became like, like her blowing up balloons while doing it and posing for pictures in Times Square, I'd be like, this is a little much for me. Right. <laughs> right. What do you think? Yeah. Um, this is a may. This for me feels very male. Like that a woman could be <laughs> on a date with a guy, and you're like, and he, you're like, this guy's a lot, but he's fun. And then all of a sudden, he's like, gotta go, and he jumps on his unicycle. Yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be like a little bit too much. I like a guy who's. I think his personal preference. I like a guy who's a little more under the radar. Sure. <laughs> like I think we talked. I mean, we talked about this in terms of like wearing, wearing like name brand like gucci belt or something like that like this yeah. is a worse version of that obviously like a much more like you're gonna sit, sit and stare but i like people who like are not like kind of trying to call attention to themselves like this, this is a very and this I, is a very this is yeah. a look at me move right no one who's riding a unicycle anywhere really is ever like not wa- is like wanting to lay low <laughs> there's no such thing as a subtle unicyclist yes this- all right yeah I, i'm with you i think it'd be a I, deal breaker for me because that's just not my style but i could see a girl who's like yeah he's got you know he's got a personality he's if if they're on their instagram page more than three times on the unicycle then i'm out okay that's fair three yeah that's my or limit. like i would say like less than five percent of, of all photos. yeah I, yeah I'm, I'm with you let's let's do another one you find okay. out that at age 25, they were dating an 18-year-old high school senior. Let's say they're 30 now. So you, I meet a 30-year-old woman who confides in me that she was dating an 18-year-old at 25. Yes. I w- it would be a deal breaker for me. I, was, I, was, I, I thought of this one as I was watching um, uh, Pineapple Express. Okay. Oh, yeah. You remember- <laughs> Where Seth Rogen a, goes to like visit his girlfriend in high school. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to me, I mean, the difference, I, I think I, the difference between 25 and 21 is huge. And it's not talked about enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like agree. That, that transition from graduating college to that first year of doing like whatever the real world quote unquote job is, is a, is a very big growing year. I don't think the growing year of 18 to like 18, 19, 20, 21. I think those are very bubbled versions of adult life that I would have a tough time relating to. I agree. I think for me, I would just think the guy was like kind of a loser yeah that's to what i'm t- saying being totally <laughs> but the loser the the loserness of it is you're taking advantage of someone who hasn't had the time to grow right. into the real world yeah and who doesn't who like, like almost dating, thinks of you like, in an elevated like way dating. artificially right what's that yeah like it's his girlfriend yeah or that's her boyfriend that, like yeah i, I i'm out like a refusal to grow up almost. Sure. And yeah. but even for a guy like it's not even but like when I, you know, it's just not like let someone go to college. 
<laughs> you know, like <laughs> let someone do their fucking thing. Right. I think I would find it very creepy unless they were both like celebrities. See, the celebrity thing does a little bit change if they're both celebrities because like they're mm-hmm. both like working and they're both like. Right. Like there is. Yeah, an element I think of, that like, changes things a little bit. It, do- it does for me. I agree because it's like. And of course, with like you're of age and you're you yeah, know, 18, you're 18, 19. You know what I mean? Like if you're in that world and you're on a movie set and you have an assistant, like I can right. understand that your view on life is a little bit different. Right. You're not like living in your parents' house and like going to class every day and then like yeah. doing after school soccer. Like, yeah. And you're not talking about bi- biology. Oh, my teacher's such an ass. And then a 25 year old has to go. Yeah, teachers can be dicks. Like, what do you even right. say to that? Yeah, I think it just like also like it just feels like a different like power dynamic, and like it just feels a little sad. I think for the older person I, more I'm, more I'm, than the younger person. I'm with you. The younger person, like at 18, you know, like uh, yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, last one. He doesn't call you on your birthday. Backstory. We'd been dating for six months and had been doing distance for the past six weeks because he drove home to be with his family. He didn't send any flowers or a gift. And all I got was a text that said, hey, happy birthday. Hope it's a good one. (laughs) That was just the cherry on top of a shit Sunday. And I already dumped him. But the whole group chat said I just had to send this in. So she already dumped him. Yeah, but she wants to know if we think it's a red flag or deal breaker. Oh, is she right for dumping him? It's funny that, hey, happy birthday, exclamation point, is, like, fine to me. Hope it's a good one. Hope it's one. a good one. That is, like, that's the dagger. That's the, that's what makes him. Right, like, are we not going to be in contact today? Yeah, what do you, like. like <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how old this guy is, but, be like. Well. <laughs> be well. Yeah, hope it's a good one, dude. Like, I, I. I don't know how old he is, but he sounds like he's like 24 and like is just like hooking up and they like are kind of in something. Kind of dating, right. Yeah, the but relationship he's not taking forced. it that seriously. Exactly. And to me, hope it's a good one is like an admission of like you don't matter more than any other girl that I could be seeing matters. Right. I agree. I think it's kind of, it's funny how the birthday text can be such a like important like test for men i mean dating dating six months like that's almost a stiff arm that's him saying like we're dating six months but like you're not that close to me you're hope it's a good one chick we're not serious is basically what that's saying yeah exactly what it's saying yeah birthday text rumor i started seeing a therapist after a bad birthday text from a guy that i was what was the text? Yeah. It was happy birthday. No exclamation point. <laughs> I did. I've done a joke about that. And we, we had been like, I mean, this was the guy I had been like on and off hooking up with for like years. Oh, that one. Yeah. And we were like currently on and I got that text and I was like, I need to move on from this. I don't oh know what to do. my God. Like I That's, had like a panic attack. Like again, it is a view into how they feel about, the thing not you but the thing right exactly that's like they're it's an indi- they're trying to indicate to you 
that like in this way it was almost like I'm trying to like like I really want to make it really clear that like I don't yeah. care. We are this. We yes. are happy birthday. Right. No We're exclamation not happy point. Birthday. Even right. Even an exclamation point like will leave some room for like ambiguity. Yeah. Um <laughs> And that, I remember like like going into like, like I was like Googling a therapist as I saw this. I was like, I need to figure out a way to get out of this situation. So it's actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this, this is some, maybe this, I mean, for this woman that wrote in, it seemed like the push she needed too to get out of yeah. a, a, kind of a relationship that wasn't as big as maybe she thought it was. Yeah, I mean, it's a good marker, I guess. It's like, I'm taking a day that you're supposed to be thought of as like somewhat special, and I'm letting you know like just how unspecial I think you are. Totally. There it is. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would more be like, okay, that's what we are. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I, I'm not a big uh, birthday oh my God, guy. I was, like, cr- I was like crying, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was like such a letdown of like, you know what I mean? I was like, this is going to be the time. Like, we're going to like, this is going to be like the time it's going to work. And I got text and I was like, this is not going to be the time. Well, it's, it's funny that like <laughs> the call isn't even as important as the, like the floweriness of the text. Yeah. Just something to like, if it shows no effort to like make you feel great. Yeah. Then you, that's how little you care. On, like, like the te- one day that the like one day. You could especially be made to feel great. Yeah. I think also she should have been tipped off when he just went home for six weeks and was like, yeah, we're yeah. whatever. That was probably the first sign, I would yeah. say. Six, well, that's 10% of their relationship <laughs> at home. Yeah. That's true. Well, or even more, actually. I forgot. Months are in 10, mo- 10 weeks. Anyway. We did it again, Jordana. Solved dating. So much fun. Always a blast. Uh, anything, to, anything left to say? No, I think that's it for this week. And we will see you guys next week. Boom. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram. And email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.